our commander-in-chief, as it were, all right, the Almighty God, the Almighty God, okay, the, the God of gods, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He is our commander-in-chief. And when we, in a sense, sign and make that promise that we will go into his service, right? Whatever branch that might be in the service of the kingdom, right? Because there's many branches. We know that we must lay aside our own desires and take up that which is his desire, right? And a lot of times that's really difficult to do. And a lot of times we don't think it's that way. A lot of times we feel like we can still accomplish our own agendas. And, you know, to some extent, God gives us leeway to do that. However, we must be willing to lay down our lives for the cause of Christ. Right? And those things that are important to Him must be important to us. All right? And we've got to believe in those things enough to where we are willing and ready, ready to lay down our lives and lay down the things that are important to us. And Jesus talks about it this way, and he said, anyone that would come after me must count the cost when service people are just when they're still civilians, they're counting the cost to see, is this worth what I'm going to do here? All right? In most cases, you have a choice. Sometimes, as in Vietnam, you don't have a choice. All right? If there's a draft, right, you don't have a choice. Right? You're going anyway. All right? But we must decide. We must count the cost. Hey, this is what's going to cost me. Is it worth it for me to go ahead and commit to this? And that's wise. That's wise. Because if we, if we go in with the wrong understanding, with the wrong mentality that, well, I'm going to still do this when I take on the cause of Christ, we're going to be let down. We're going to be in the wrong. We're going to be fighting God's leadership because he's going to lead in one way and we're like, no, no, I'm going this way, Lord. Anybody else ever done that in their lives? Yeah. All right? Yeah. God is leading this way and I'm like, okay, squirrel. Yeah. I'm going over here. I'm going over here and God's gently, as long as we'll receive the gently, yeah, as long as we'll receive the gently, he'll like the shepherd, he'll, he'll kind of bring us back into the fold here, back onto the path. And I remember a number of times when I, even though I was still following Christ, I still was a believer, very strong believer, strong in my faith. I followed my own desire. And that own desire led me astray from the straight and narrow. And I went, whoop, way over here. Yeah? I know you guys never did that, but just as a, an example, 
I did that. Yeah? And God will lead us and correct us as the um, as it says in the uh, 23rd Psalm, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, that staff had a very specific job to do. We've talked about this before. You got a hook on the end of that bad boy, and that thing just fits nice and snug around the neck of a, of a sheep. Right? Hey, this way. Hey, a gentle, a gentle tug. As easy as we will go. And if we choose not to come so easily, he'll take the other end of that thing and give it a little boom, a little poke right in the ribs. Hey, this way. <laughs> yeah? You guys don't need that stuff. Sometimes, well, yeah, you do need that stuff. <laughs> yeah? Sometimes we need that little poke in the ribs. Sometimes we need that little crook around the neck. Yeah? But there are many times when we believe that we are following God's agenda, but we're not. We're following our own agenda. All right? When you are in the military, you can't do that. You can't do your own thing. There is a system in place. And if one person gets out of that system and decides to do things their own way, it messes with everybody else's duties, with everybody else's job. And it affects everybody else, and you will pay the price for it. Okay? There is a plan in place, all right? Now, though we are referencing the kingdom of God militarily, there are that hierarchy, that... um, uh, uh, chain of leadership, that chain of authority is, is in the same way. But more than that, we are under Christ's authority. <coughs> you follow? Yeah. And he has a plan for each and every one of us. And then he has an overall overarching plan that from his view as creator and lover of our souls, he is able to see how all of these things play together. Anybody here play chess? Any chess players? Maybe a dozen, a dozen, all right. Now, when you are playing chess, each and every piece that is on that board has a job that it can do. Okay? And it has limitations. It can only move certain ways. All right? So the first thing that you do as a chess player, you have to understand, you have to learn what a bishop can do. Well, a bishop can only move diagonally. All right? Well, you have to understand that a pawn can only move one place at a time forward unless it is the first move or it's taken somebody else out, then it can move one space diagonally, and so on and so forth, okay? And so each, each piece in that game has a job and a responsibility to do, and it affects the other pieces, 
all right? It affects the outcome of that game. Now, each of these pieces is used strategically. Something in one of the least valuable pieces on the board is what? The pawn, okay? The pawn you would consider to be the least um, valuable, and yet there's more of them than anything else on this chessboard, okay? But you, with the power of that one pawn, can do a lot of things if you play it correctly, if you use it smart, right? And in a, a similar way, God does that with us. I think of my sister here, Crystal, that was talking about how God just put her in a place where all she's trying to do is sell her vehicle, right? Well, come to find out, this guy is having major problems in his life and, and his wife, and, and she, God moved her there at that moment to touch somebody else's life. Now, had she not responded... All right, we don't know what would have ever happened, but because she did, she did. God was able to move through her. God was able to move through her, and in the same way, He does us. Some of us have different abilities. We all have different abilities. We are all part of the family of God, the body of Christ, as it were. And each of the parts of the body have a different job to do. Well, the eyes do what? They see, right? And the ears, well, they got a job to do. They hear. And each one of these parts of the body does something the other parts don't do and can't do. All right? And there are parts of the body that um, are, say, the hand. You know, the hand can't say to the eye, well... I don't need you, right? And and as the Bible gives examples of these things. Well, I don't need you because you're not a hand. Well, without the eyes, the hands are limited, and so on and so forth. Well, we can't say to our, our ears, I don't need my ears because I've got sight. Well, that would affect everything, wouldn't it? Okay? I don't need my foot because I got hands. Well, that would sure make things difficult. So we can't say to you, because you're not a worship leader, we don't need you. We, we wouldn't say, because you're not a cleaner, we don't need you. All of these various parts on their various different capacities and duties All of them are important and have a job to play in the body of Christ. And they are all interdependent upon each other. You understand? Right? We all have a part to play. We all have our own roles. Sometimes we fulfill our roles, our places in the body of Christ, in the kingdom of God. Other times, we don't. And somebody else has to pick up the slack. Right? So, if you are absent, 
or if you are not fulfilling something that you committed yourself to. This is a big thing. Sometimes we're very gung-ho, and we're like, I'm going to do that job, and we commit ourselves to it. We tell the, you know, whoever, this is the job. I'm going to help you. I'm going to be there every blah, blah, blah. And for the first month, you're there without fail. And as the months go on, your attendance begins to fade off, and your commitment to your job fades as well. Are you hearing me? <laughs> okay. And the tendency is things have gotten difficult in my life, and I, I know that I committed to this, but I can't do it now. <clears throat> and so then that position, that post that you've been assigned to, that you assigned yourself to and committed yourself to, is now somebody else's responsibility. And more than likely, that person already got a ton of responsibility. You follow? All right. Or maybe there's a job that you can do and you are reluctant to do that job because there is commitment attached to it. This is something we find very often in the family of God. We are reluctant to commit to something because there is something required of us. You follow? We don't want to commit to something because then, well, then I got to be there every week. Hello? Yes, that is right. Okay? There is something that is demanded of us. God wants us to be involved. He wants us to take part. He wants us to be able to shoulder some of the responsibility. Yeah? And I want to say something else, too. Only you can bring what you can bring. Now, that sounds kind of lame, but think about it. Only you can bring what you bring the way that you bring it. Only you can bring what you bring the way that you bring it. Some of us, God has been moving, and, and you feel this uh, stirring, if you will. I don't know what else to call it, but this stirring in your heart. You're like, man, I, I want to do something, but I, I don't know what to do. And so you kind of sit on your hands a little bit. What am I supposed to do? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so you do nothing. But God wants to move in you. All right. And when we take those opportunities, and the Bible says, draw near to God and what? He will draw near to you. So, in a sense, you start moving, God will direct you where He wants you to be. You follow? Those of you who have seen or are familiar with sailing, um, if you're sailing, you can't do anything if there's no wind. <laughs> you're, you're dead in the water, as they would say. All right? Unless you've got one of those small motors on there right? Something has to move you in order for you to be steered. God can't steer when we are not moving, all right? That is up to us. It's up to us to be moving forward, taking steps towards God in whatever fashion, 
okay? And as we begin to move, as we respond, as we respond, God is able to move us. As we respond to God's leading, God was leading our sister in the ability at that moment, all right, and that just happenstance moment, it just happened, she didn't plan it, nobody planned it, it was just there. She took the opportunity, and she made the most of it. She was probably a bit nervous. Were you a little nervous? I was. Yes, okay, all right. So she was a little bit nervous, and yet she moved forward anyway, all right. Friends, God can work just as easily through us. Oftentimes we feel like, oh man, I'm not a good prayer. Well, what is a good prayer? What is that? Right? You say, well, I don't don't pray as good as so-and-so. I don't pray as good as you, pastor. You know why I'm good at praying? I do it a lot. Sometimes because I want to. Other times because I need to or I've had to for survival. (laughs) sometimes God takes us to those places, all right? But we need to be ready. We need to be alert. We need to be, the Bible says, to be ready in season and out of season. What does that mean? In the fall, that's when you got to be ready. No. (laughs) Okay. You're ready in whatever season, whatever circumstance may come your way. You're ready to pray for somebody. You're ready to speak a word of encouragement. You're ready to speak truth when there is a lie that is believed. Do you understand that? All right. That takes guts. That takes intestinal fortitude. Okay? (laughs) Chutzpah, yeah. That's what they say in in, uh, Israel. Chutzpah. You got to get the chutzpah. (laughs) All right? That's courage. You need that courage that comes from the Holy Spirit to speak when when you hear lies. It is our responsibility and our duty and our pleasure and our honor to address that. You know, this is what you're saying, but that's really not the truth. You know, the Bible says this. Yeah? Okay? And so wherever we are, we are pieces in the chess game of the kingdom of God, strategically placed in various locations and circumstances where we are able to affect those around us. We are little lighthouses spread all over the various counties and cities and even states, representing and shining the light of Christ all over the place. In our workplaces, in our schools, in our churches, in our families, representing Christ. We are all parts of the body of Christ. We all look different. We all sound different. We all smell different. God created us that way. That's the beauty of it. 
Sometimes we want everything in the church to be like this cookie-cutter thing, and it's not meant to be that way. Never. God is a God of creation. He is a God of of beauty and, and diversity in his creations, and it's just so beautiful. The color of skin is beautiful. Our temperaments are just beautiful. We need to see things that way. That's the way God intended it to be. And when we see the beauty in each other, we just, we just feel that completeness. That do you, do you feel that? When you belong to the body of Christ, you have a part to play. You have a job to do, okay? We have the basic jobs to do. We are all supposed to, according to the Great Commission, which we, we call it in Matthew 28, verses 18 and 19, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Amen. And I am with you always, even to the end of the age. All right? So these are basic things. We are, uh, our job, we are supposed to believe that Christ Jesus is the Son of God, that He is the Savior, that He is the Messiah, that He, he, he lived in, in, in 33 years or so, a little bit more, and He died on a cross as payment, as the sacrifice for our sin. He was placed in a rich man's tomb, didn't even belong to him. And on the third day, God raised him from the dead. Those are basic things, immutable things that you can't argue against that we are all to believe. Along with that, God has a plan for your lives. God has a duty, a job, a ministry, if you will, that he wants you to be involved in. And when we are all doing our jobs, the body of Christ functions and not one person or a group of people are overloaded because everybody's pulling their weight. Yeah? In your family, and we're going to close here, in your family, I, I see some of you looking at your watch, he's like five minutes over. What's going on with this guy? <laughs> Yeah, that's too bad. The bills will wait for you. I love you. I love you. You know, I'm try, I try to be careful about that as often as I can, you know. Uh, but when the Spirit leading, I'm going there. So you can go where you want, but I'm following Spirit. So in your family, you may have had a certain job to do. You, you, your job may have been washing the dishes, all right? Your job may have been taking out the trash. Your job may have been making your bed or vacuuming or bringing in wood and, or various things like this, okay? But all of these things are important for the family to be able to function, okay? And there's reasons you were given those jobs so that not one person was doing everything, okay? And to teach you responsibility, Amen. accountability, there are those things in the body of Christ as well. Would you stand with me today? Let's close in prayer. Father, today we honor you 
we honor the sacrifice that you have made. In your word, John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Lord, you loved us. You gave the best thing that you had. Perfect. Spotless. For our salvation. We love you today because of that. We surrender our will and our agenda to you today. We take up your will and your agenda upon ourselves. We commit and recommit ourselves to you and to the kingdom and to each other. Forgive us, Lord, for our sin and bless those who have served in our military. Bless the socks right off of them, Lord. We love them, we appreciate them, and we respect them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.